Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Uh, we are halfway through Matt's recap of The Mask of Mandragora, episode three. Um, it just got derailed. Uh, <laughs> it went a little bit crazy. Um, anyway, we will continue. Uh Poor Marco has just been dragged off. Uh, the incompetent guard company, TM, have burst in and gagged him and dragged him off to a dark dungeon. Um, meanwhile, a wave of innuendo has come over the Count and Hieronymus, with Federico so assured by his own attractiveness, he states that only the dead fail to stand for him. It's interesting, however, and very much worthy of a parallel being drawn with our own current politicians. <laughs> Uh, that Federico clearly doesn't believe in Hieronymus' astro- astro- astrological abilities, unless, of course, said predictions benefit him in some way. Uh, very similar to our own politicians who subscribe to a cause they could personally benefit from, but in which they actually have no belief or interest themselves. Indeed, when Hieronymus goes on to predict a grisly end for Federico, the Count dismisses the prediction, and we all know how that's going to end up. So there's hope for our politicians similarly being bitten by the hand that feeds. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, Matt lives in England where the, if, if possible, the government is more terrifying than ours. Um, <laughs> uh, the sounds coming from the dungeon, however, suggest that Marco is having a lovely time and getting excellent value for money. So much so that Federico seems to fancy joining in and having a go himself, the old dog. Chained to a wall, Marco looks incredibly pasty and white. Where on earth is the sun in Italy in the 15th century? Ooh, maybe he's a secret member of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society group too. <laughs> 
Despite all of the coaxing from Federico, however, Marco refuses to out his best friend, in inverted commas, and call him a devotee of Dorothy, or Demnos, or whatever it was. Uh, Sarah's conditioning has kicked in all of a sudden. Whilst the Doctor is having a little tete-a-tete with Hieronymus, she menacingly approaches him from behind and instantly conjures up one of the most chilling moments in Doctor Who. It's one thing for the Doctor to be hunted and threatened by Daleks or Cybermen, but it's one of his best and most trusted friends that becomes infinitely more sinister. The Doctor, however, I think through his faith in Sarah, never seems worried and breaks her conditioning with ease simply by reminding her that he's her friend. There's a bit more of a Nuzian Aikido action, but it's still a little empty, missing the old loud, Hi! We know and love from Pertwee. (laughs) Juliana's been arrested too now. And they all end up in the dungeons. Must have gotten a group discount. Uh, there's a place like this in London. Not a tourist one, but if you head down the old Kent Road. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> the situation does allow the Doctor to finally explain to Sarah the mystery of how she can understand the myriad of alien and foreign languages she's come up against as a Time Lord gift he allows her to share. Her questioning of it was also how he identified that she was under some kind of spell and wasn't entirely herself. Hence, he never seemed too concerned about the threat she posed. The Who fan group brethren are having a meeting in the temple again. Possibly someone's found a 10th generation VHS copy of the 10th Planet episode 4. The tanning lamp of terror is employed again, along with some rather snazzy zappy effects where the various members tan their palms because it always looks odd when you've got a beautiful tan all over but sparkly white palms. Uh, After the Doctor revealed to Federico that Hieronymus was the group's leader, the Count angrily confronts him, only to reveal that the astrologer's face is gone, leaving behind the tanning lamp face of doom. <laughs> he should never have gone for the Moroccan sun setting. <laughs> All right, on to the Mask of Adragora episode four. And so episode four and I've been born. Oh, yes, because Matt's birthday is in between episodes three and four. As this episode went to air, the summer long drought had ended and I was wrapped in blankets and crying out loud to be fed. 45 years later and little has changed for me. <laughs> But very little has changed in San Martino as there are still no women to be seen. Again, this story reflects so much that's familiar about my own life. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Uh, Federico has been zapped and turned into ashes as per Hieronymus' prediction. Does it still count if you made it happen? (laughs) It's like me predicting a headache and then running headfirst into a wall. Um, The Who group break into another rendition of the Hokey Cokey with added dance moves which conjures images of previous meetings where the third Doctor cosplayer gives them line dancing style instructions and they practice. Uh, Rossini is back in the dungeon waiting to execute Giuliano, Marco and Sarah whose sarcasm is going to get her killed one day. (laughs) But the Doctor's arrival and announcement of the death of Federico causes Giuliano to once again be in control of his own men. Uh, I imagine he's very pleased. (laughs) The threat now, however, moves from the evil uncle to the evil Doctor Who Appreciation fan group who are building their power. However... Despite a threat from a twisted cult, extraterrestrial energy, and attacks left, right, and center, Giuliano and Marco have found time to wash and freshen up and get back into their finery, with the latter absolutely resolute that the party must go ahead, despite the threat to the lives of all who attend. I mean, really, can you imagine someone in power now insisting on an event going ahead, despite the clear and apparent danger it would, po- pro- it would pose to all who attend? Eyes to the sky. Marco is clearly a conservative MP. <laughs> Um, the Doctor is calculating when the lunar eclipse is due to occur that the Mandragora Helix intends to use to firm up its stranglehold on the Earth. The darkness will be used by the Doctor Who Appreciation Society brethren to attack. It seems some Who fans won't come out in any level of lighting. (laughs) 
At this point, the doctor approves the ball and says it must go ahead. Maybe he's figured out only the really stupid people in brackets, anti-vaxxers, will attend, bearing in mind the threat it poses. And so who's going to miss them if they're bumped off by the Helix and its followers anyway? As in most local Who fan groups, the power has gone to the leader, Hieronymus's head, and he decrees that all of the noble scholars and current producers of Doctor Who the group don't like must be put to death. <laughs> the biggest shock of the episode has been held until now. As the party begins, actual women are in attendance. <laughs> Juliano and Marco don't appear to be thrilled at this and don't put on costumes or join in the dancing party poopers. But it's not all bad news because Stuart Felclaxon, his villager once killed by Helix Energy, has been resurrected and is now a mildly annoying but unquestionably talented jester for all at the party. Sarah, however, is well up for it and it's not long before, in stunning dress and mask, she joins in for a bit of 15th century boogie on the dance floor. The Doctor, despite loving a good knees up by his own admission, has pinched a costume as well as some guard's breastplate armour and snuck off to make a guest appearance at the Doctor Who Appreciation Society Brethren's Temple where he proceeds to wire up the altar before the group arrives. When Hieronymus catches him, he strikes out at him with his sparkly new (laughs) helix energy powers. The Doctor's breastplate absorbs the energy and drains the power from the lamp... (laughs) Headed Lita, who from the holes in his golden mask appears to have spent far, far too long tanning now. (laughs) The Who fan brethren attack the party, killing indiscriminately, but clearly no one important because, well, history's intact. (laughs) I guess all the big names Juliana was dropping earlier decided to stay in because Charlie's Angels was on. It's a little confusing that Hieronymus seems for a few scenes to be able to get to and from the party and back to the temple instantly, but having slaughtered the party guests, he and the group return to recharge. Now everyone seems to be in the temple? Uh, maybe they've all been using Juliana's back passage. Um, as the lunar eclipse begins, the helix energy arrives and all the Doctor Who Appreciation Society fans evaporate. Almost as though the helix energy had whispered to them that in future, the Doctor would be played by a woman and they spontaneously combusted. Uh, throwing off the purple cloak, it's revealed that the Doctor defeated Hieronymus and dissipated the helix energy. He managed to maintain the deception by doing a perfect vocal imitation of Hieronymus, a skill he's never used before or since, despite it being something that would have been of immense value on more than one occasion. He then randomly makes a comment about a sandwich, a scene which before I watched this story, I'd always thought was an outtake, much like the one where he tells K-9 he never knows the f***ing answer when it's important. And so back out of the temple and back to the TARDIS where Giuliano gives the Doctor his salami. No comment. Uh, (laughs) The Doctor and Sarah head off once again, leaving Giuliano and Marco to plan the annual San Martino Pride Parade. For good friends, of course, nothing else. Oh no, just friends. (laughs) Doctor Who, the mask of man in drag aura. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Matt. That has been a delight. Um, very controversial in parts. Uh, as always, if you want the unedited version, you can get it from patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard. Uh, now I have received in my mail from Matt, um, he is my conduit to all things in the UK. Uh, I have received the Blu-ray of the newly animated episode, as well as the other five episodes of The Web of Fear, starring Patrick Troughton. So I'm going to jump straight into that for our next episode. We're going back to the 60s. Uh, More black and white nonsense and 
potentially confusing animated episode three. Uh, the Web of Fear will be in the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.